1: It is Relationship Week here at Better Together, and we are starting the week off strong with Dr. Laura Berman. She is the world's leading sex therapist and relationship expert, and today she is talking to us all about how we can actually change our energy to attract the perfect partner. She talks about this all in her book, Quantum Love, and the science behind it, and it's really fascinating. So buckle up. This episode's going to be a killer. I also wanted to add something one of our interns said that really moved me, and I hope that this pulls you in as well. So often I get caught up in the things I want, but I didn't realize that it was a feeling associated with it that I was actually after. Hearing that was life-changing. Dr. Berman has such great insight. It made me see the world differently. Oh man, you guys, you are in for a treat. Please enjoy. And if this episode moved you or impacted you in any way, please share it with a friend. It means the world to us and stick around for the rest of relationship week. We love you, Heal Squad. Thank you.
0: Welcome everybody. Happy Monday. Hope you guys are having a great day wherever you are. Uh we'll start with our quote of the day. Wait for a miracle and it will never come. Take responsibility and you'll invite a miracle. That's by Dr. Laura Berman who happens to be our guest on the show today. Dr. Laura Berman is one of the world's leading experts in sex love and relationships. She earned two masters and a PhD degree from NYU. And has spent the last several decades helping individuals and couples around the globe love and be loved better. Dr. Berman's also a best-selling New York Times author of eight books. That's a lot of work. And she's (laughs) hosted and starred in several TV shows, including Owns in the Bedroom with Dr. Laura Berman, The Dr. Laura Berman Show, and Sexual Healing on Showtime. She had a couple life crises that put her on this new path that taught her all about quantum physics. And I know if you've been listening to our show that you are aware of quantum physics because we talk about Esther Hicks all the time and we talk about um, the power of manifestation. We had Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza on who talked about all of this. So hopefully you're not new to this. If you are new to this, you're going to have your mind blown. And even if you're not your mind is going to be blown because we learned so much today that will help you in your life and in your relationships and in all relationships. So, without further ado, here is Dr. Laura Berman. Okay, so I've had this book for I think maybe two and a half years. When did it come out?
2: Yeah, about two and a half to three years ago. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: so my friend Nola Singer sent it to me. It was right after my mom was diagnosed with brain oh. cancer. And she said, you have to read this book. I'm sending it to you. And I remember reading through it and just connecting so quickly to, you know, the thought that or the idea that we control our reality and that our thoughts control reality and so much of this stuff. So um, as you talk about another, wh- what's your AFP? Another-
2: can I curse? Yes, on you can this? Curse here. Fucking growth experience. Yeah, AF- <laughs> AFGEs, I call them. Yes. So we've
0: both had these. Yeah, a lot of them. And we both have had one of those unique moments where it's like mother-daughter situation. So you and your mom had breast cancer.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: lost your mom, unfortunately. I'm yes. so sorry yes. for that. Um, you lost your mom to breast cancer, and it was like a year later you got breast cancer in the
2: same breast as she had it, and, and like so- nothing before that. I was in my 40s.
0: And so my mom and I, my mom gets brain cancer. She gets a brain tumor. And then eight months later, I find out I have a brain tumor <sighs> on the same side.
2: Isn't that crazy?
0: And for us, it's like lightning striking. Yes. There's no hereditary no. connection. Me either. With... Oh, so breast cancer, I thought, was hereditary. Well, it can be
2: hereditary, and maybe it is. But as far as all the genes they have been able to identify that make it genetic, neither my mother nor I have those. Okay, so now I have the chills. Yeah.
0: So... Before we get into everything that this book is about, and I love it, and I'm so so excited to have this conversation with you because too. I I feel like when you have another fucking growth, what is it? Another experience?
2: AFGE?
0: AFGE, Another fucking growth experience? I like keep thinking. An- there's here's another, another fucking one. Is yeah. like the idea? Like so, I think what I've realized is we go through these things. And then we're reaching out for meaning, and we're reaching out for another dimension. Like we want to go to another level. If we're lucky, it's
2: part of our expansion. Like I always say, that the universe, God, whatever you want to call it you know, first gives a little scratch at the door. Yes. And you don't listen usually, yep. or at least I didn't. Yep, then me neither. Then there's a little, <laughs> little tap, <laughs> then there's a knock. And if you still don't listen, the whole freaking house is going to get blown down yep. until you listen. And then you're like, oh,
0: okay. I the same thing yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like God, you know, kept talking to me and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll be good for a little bit. Yeah, and then, yeah, I, yeah. then I quit. And then the brick comes yeah. down, hits you in the head. Yeah. And so we have these moments and I feel like, I was given this book for a reason. I was given um, Esther Hicks. I was mm-hmm. given Joe Dispenza. I was given all of these people that I know. You've connected with as well
2: that you never would have found. Never would were have found it not for that. Yeah,
0: and with it unlocks a whole other level of life.
2: I know it's amazing, which it's such is a so gift. powerful. And you would have never been open to it were it not for your fucking growth experiences. I-
0: not as open yeah. and definitely... Well, I
2: wasn't. I mean, you're just not putting your attention on it. Yeah. You're yeah. trying to fix, manage, and control everything instead, like most of us are trying to do. For sure. Yeah. For
0: sure. I feel like I was on the path slowly yeah. and I was trying, Yeah. Uh, but this definitely accelerated it. So before we go into all of that, when you think about the idea that we... Maybe we shouldn't actually go into it first. Maybe we should explain everything to everybody. (laughs) This is my selfish. I want to know why you and me and our moms had what we had and how we may have contributed to it. So we're going to hold on that thought. And Stephanie, you're going to remind me to make sure to go back to that question Um, because I think there's there's no coincidences. And there's got to be a reason why we both got what we got and how this all happened. So first, let's talk about, quantum physics, <laughs> which is so scary I know. and so big. I know. And I remember in high school when I had the option senior year to take physics, I'm like, that sounds really hard. No, I thanks. Know.
2: <laughs> <Now> <laughs> I, I've, I've never, never considered, I mean, I'm a, I've always been considered a scientist and I do all sorts of, co- you know, in graduate school and afterwards I would run all sorts of complicated statistics. Now it would make my eyes cross. But I remember at the time I wrote this book, my son was... a a freshman in college and he was studying physics. He's like a total brainiac. And he, and I was trying to discuss this with him. And he said, mom, you don't understand something until you can explain it. And it was really powerful. And so I studied it and, and hopefully I explained it Mm -hmm. in that chapter of quantum physics for dummies, right? Myself included, but it really is the secret behind the secret. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, you, you hear about people writing a million dollar check to themselves and so that a million dollars, you know, why doesn't it work? Because you aren't engaging with what we now understand is the quantum field. So to help everyone understand it just in a general sense, it's really only been in the past 100 years of science that we're even starting to understand quantum, the quantum field, which is basically that you, know, you and I are sitting in this room right now. We perceive ourselves as separate people. I'm sitting on this leather couch that seems solid. You seem solid. I, but none of us are solid. Nothing is solid. We are just vibrating atoms, everything is just vibration. And because of our five senses and what we're able to perceive with our five senses, we perceive things as solid and separate, but they're not. And so what happened with my AFGE is my entire life and family was falling apart. And all of my normal strategies of fixing, managing, controlling, therapizing, medicating, whatever, wasn't working. I was invited into this kind of deeper realm and i real and i on this whole wealth of knowledge that i really had never really explored i mean i'd read the secret and you know kind mm-hmm. of understood the gist of it and whatever but but what we now know is that not only are we all vibrating atoms but that we have an energetic reach And so right now, you and I and everyone in this area are in training to each other. So what we do naturally is we're like human tuning forks. So we're all matching frequencies. Our bodies hold a frequency that is constantly changing based on our emotional states and our thoughts in a way that we don't even realize most of the time. It's happening naturally. And most of us, especially me, who I am a recovering codependent, I would just match everyone else in the room, you know? That's why they say bad moods are contagious Mm -hmm. or, you know, when you walk in the house, you know your partner is angry about something before you even see them or whatever else. That's quantum physics at work.
0: Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you.
2: And so what I started to play with at first to help my children and eventually to do some experiments on my husband, and then ultimately when my mind was blown to start teaching other couples is that when you learn how to hold your own frequency, everyone else matches you. And that is the secret to the secret because you can write yourself a check for a million dollars, but if you are not holding the energetic frequency of already having a million dollars and what Mm -hmm. that would be like and feel like with all of your five senses, then it doesn't connect. So explain what someone
0: would do to get that million dollars. All right. So if
2: we're using the million dollars, uh, then...
0: And in fact, before you do that, I'm going to turn the air conditioning on because it's going to get really hot in here and we forgot to turn it on. So everyone who's listening, please stand by for one moment (laughs) as someone runs as fast as they can because the remote control is not near me. (laughs) And make sure that Dr. Laura and I don't cook in here. And so you're going to hear a weird noise. Beep. And now we have air. Thank you very much. Let's hustle back. And so, okay, so go back to how does someone feel it with their five senses? What are the steps for someone? Okay, so
2: let me just back up for a second. I will show you the steps. But here's what you have to know. Our brains are taking in 40 billion bits of information every millisecond. We are only consciously processing 2,000 of them. And that's because of our five senses. That's all we can take in or we'd be freaking nuts you know, like crazy, because yeah. we'd be seeing and feeling way too much. So what you're doing when you're moving into what I call the quantum love zone, and you can do this with a million dollars, you can do this with a job, you can do this with an important conversation, a meeting, your family, and the book is all about in your love life, um, is, you, is you literally, the body and the brain don't know the difference between reality and rehearsal at all. That's why you can learn to play the piano if you're just using your fingers and moving them back and forth on the scales, right? With or without your body is thinks it's actually playing the piano. Um If you imagine doing finger exercises, they did the study where if you imagine doing finger exercises or actually do the finger exercises, the fingers get to the same level of strength. Stop it! So I can do sit ups in my mind and I'll have evidently. (laughs) But see, this is the thing: if you're believing, you know, it's our it's our beliefs that lead to our stories, and our stories that lead to our thoughts and our feelings, and our thoughts are and feelings are what. Create our reality mm-hmm. and create our body's frequency. Your reality comes from your frequency. We are manifesting everything in our reality every millisecond. We just don't realize it. And so w- let's go back to the million dollars. You write yourself a check for a million dollars, you put it on the table and say, There, I have a million dollars. And then you go and you're paying bills, right? Or you're going, you know, out and you have to buy groceries and you don't have enough money, right? You are and you're feeling all the energy of scarcity, fear. I need this, right? The idea of I need this in and of itself is a scarcity feeling, right? So one of the things I describe in quantum love is that scientists have actually been able to quantify the energetic frequency of every emotional state. And so that's how I created the quantum love map. And so you're wanting to stay, if you just stay 51% of the time in Curiosity and above. Mm -hmm. So optimism, hopefulness, forgiveness, joy, elation, excitement, any of those. If you just say, if your baseline is just, okay, maybe this can be okay. And really feeling that and meaning that 51% of the time, your entire world will change for Mm -hmm. the better. So back to the million dollars, what you're doing is you're, yeah, writing that check and looking at it. Then you are closing your eyes and you are going into the quantum love zone as much as possible. And here's the thing, whether it's the million dollars you want, the relationship you want, the job you want, it's not about focusing on that thing. It is, how will that make you feel? So So,
0: you have to live in that feeling more than not. And
2: you have to be able to identify it, right? So if I had a million dollars and you had a million dollars, there might be an overlap that we both wanted, right? There might be an overlap in some of the feelings we would identify. But if you and I both listed the top five feelings each of us would feel if there was suddenly a million dollars in the bank, Mm -hmm. there would be some differences. So each of us is very unique in that way. And then the key is moving yourself into that feeling state as much as possible in ways that may have nothing to do with having the million dollars so let's say that for me you know if suddenly a million dollars showed up in the bank i get clear okay you know first i would just feel freaking relieved
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah
2: i would feel relieved i would feel free i would feel uh excited I would feel creative because I'm going to think of all sorts of fun ways and things to develop with it and things to do with it. Um, I would feel generous because I'd share some of it with. Like That's just off the top of my head. I would probably think about it a little more, but just to give you an example. And then I'm going to look in my life day in, day out for opportunities to feel those feelings, seek them out. So not with money, right? I'm going to go and Spend some time at a soup kitchen so I feel generous. I'm going to go through my old clothes and give them away. I'm going to do something really creative that doesn't cost any money, you know, because I'm worried about money, let's say, right? So I'm going to go do something. I'm going to paint. I'm going to go get some cheap watercolors and paint. I'm going to make a beaded necklace. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do things that make me feel those. I'm going to do something that makes me feel relief even if it's not financial relief.
0: Put some Neosporin on yeah. that cut. Yeah, right. Or, <laughs> or go kidding. to a yoga. Yeah. yeah, that could
2: help. Or go to a yoga class, right? Yeah. Or just take a long bath, mm-hmm. right? Or do something that makes you feel relief. Because if you can do that separately from what you're trying to manifest, you are living in the frequency of which you want to cr- create. It's not really the million dollars you want.
0: It's the feelings.
2: It's the feelings that the million dollars gives Oh my God, you're you. right.
0: Right? Well, it's the money too. But, right. it's but why the feeling? Why the yeah. money?
2: Money is just energy. Well, and why? it goes. Why money? Because of how it makes you feel. Why love? Because of how it makes you feel. Why that man or that woman? Because of what how it makes you feel. Yeah. Everything is about how we wanna feel. That's why we're in these bodies to yeah. have the feelings and experiences that we can't have out of these bodies,
0: Yeah. and so well, yeah, it's like even someone wanting to go down Rodeo Drive and buy a Chanel bag. It's why? not really about the bag; uh-uh. it's about the feeling it's going to give you. It's going to make you feel significant. It's going to make you feel like admired. Rich people are going to compliment right. you. It's right, so and pretty. why rich?
2: Why rich? Because I mean, I have this conversation with my thirteen-year-old all the time, who is like insanely into. Name brands. And I'll say, okay, so how is that going to make you feel? And, you know, it drives him crazy. I was like, and why? Why will it make you feel that way? You know, but I really try to help him understand that what he's, what, you know, the Gucci, whatever, Pucci, whatever, is not going to make the, it's the story you're telling yourself about Mm -hmm. those things and what it means to you personally that creates the feelings. And that's what drives everything. So, so in a general sense, back to the million dollars, you're out there, you're, you know, you're putting yourself in these frequency states basically by creating more and more experiences that create that feeling in you and you're spending a lot of time in your imagination. So, let's like switch to love, right? So I do a lot of you know quantum love is about manifesting the love life you want whether you're in a relationship or looking for love, but let's just talk about you know, looking for love, right? You're not going to think about those qualities you want in a partner. Got to have this salary and this height and this no kids. What you want to think about is the top five ways you want to feel, right? And you move into meditation. So the same thing, you know, the same way, living in those feelings as much as possible. And then your meditation is about moving into open heartedness. So I can take you through it if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, um, so the first thing is to remember but before we go off yeah. to this topic, I just, yeah, yeah. because
0: I know someone at home is listening to this, um, and they're thinking about the million dollars thing. Yeah.
2: How back often, to the dollars. <laughs>
0: how often, I know, right. <laughs> it's really about the million dollars. Yeah. How often it feels a little daunting. I can yeah. imagine for someone it's daunting to think, well, that's a lot of work. I have to figure out how to do all these new things in my yeah. life to no, get these feelings. No, just do one a week,
2: right? But okay. that's what you're looking for. So what will start to happen is that your attachment, ironically, I mean, let's just think about it logistically because there's a log- Logistical field and the quantum field, right? Just practically, if you're spending, if you're, you know, spending sixty percent of your to- free time wishing you had a million dollars,
0: stress that you can't stress make ends that meet. you can't make
2: ends meet, versus sixty percent of your time where you're not even fixing anything, you're just worrying, doing something that creates positive feelings in you, feelings that you really want and that you're seeking the money for. Not only do you just practically realize that these feelings can come from all sorts of places, I can be broke and still be happy. Mm-hmm. I can still be in abundance. In this exact moment, I may not know how to pay the rent. I may not know how to put, buy groceries. But in this moment, I have absolutely, I could have anything I could need. Mm-hmm. I have my health. I have my partner sitting here. I have a roof over my head. Maybe it won't be there next week. But right now, I'm going to focus on doing something that makes me feel free. It's an act of faith, obviously, because our yeah. natural instinct is to, worry. is to worry. And then our natural instinct when we worry is to go to fix, manage, and control. I mean, that was certainly my MO, Yeah. Right?
0: it's time to make your life a little easier, and to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them, too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it, right? But it, it doesn't work. Which creates more stress right. It and doesn't work. more illness in the body. Absolutely. But for somebody to surrender like that, which is what you're saying, right? You have to surrender and say, I'm gonna be fine no matter what. That's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask because Someone's thinking, well, I'm going to lose my house. Yes. I'm going to lose my life. it's very easy for you to say. I have kids I have to feed. How can I move in this direction? I believe in this. It sounds like You start with low stakes. How do I do it without everyone around me thinking I'm a lazy lame ass that's not worrying about these things? And here I am running off and volunteering and doing all these things. How do you reconcile all of those feelings so well, that there's you can so do that? many
2: feelings that you broke that we could break down here? One is as you start doing this, myself included, people will think you're crazy. Yeah, the people who are low frequency, and as you raise your frequency, and this I'm sure happened in your life too, it sure as hell happened in mine, people will just start drifting away. Many of them mm-hmm. will become angry at you for no reason. That is because their frequency is so much lower than yours, and they've been, you've been allowing them to bring you d- yes. down to their frequency. Now you're not, and they don't know why, but they're furious at you and demonizing you, right? And, and that's what happens when they, because the only way they can be with you is if they face their own shit,
1: mm-hmm. which
2: they're not ready to do. So yes, people may think you're crazy, and and you don't have to tell them what you're doing and you don't have to do all of this at once you're still going to have to you know fix manage and control some stuff with your finances in the million dollar situation right but can you spend an hour a week right can you spend 15 minutes a day doing this meditation i'm going to show you which could be applied to a million dollars or anything mm-hmm. can it can you spend 15 minutes a day in the morning and in the afternoon like maybe when you first wake up in the morning before the day gets crazy and when you're going to bed at night you know, just that. Can you spend an hour a week doing something that puts you into one of those feeling states? Mm-hmm. Can you start to play with this maybe in a less high stake situation, right, where maybe, you know, you're still going to be in fixed and control about your money, but about, you know, something in your work or in your neighborhood or with your kids or with your family, you're practicing this, right? Mm-hmm. Because here's what starts to happen is that it's freaking magic, Mm -hmm. And so as soon as you see it happen, you're like, holy, yeah, Yeah. you know, I, I, okay. And that's what builds faith is Mm -hmm. my, is the experience, right? Because faith is trusting that which you can't see and can't prove. Mm -hmm. And so of course it's much easier to have faith as you start to see this in action.
0: So one of the biggest things I think you said, that's like an aha moment is why wouldn't you want to do these things to acquire the feelings that you want from the million dollars? Right. Right. So if you're running around your life and you're stressed and you're feeling all these negative feelings all the time, and you know, there are people out there who have said, if you swap out those feelings, (laughs) you'll get everything you Mm -hmm. want. Why not try? Right. right? And it's, it's a very simple thing. Normally we
2: need to have an AFG that is such huge consequences, then we'll be willing to try.
0: Exactly. So, I've seen it work. Um, and I and I get it. So let's go through the process because okay. I wanna I wanna experience this. Okay. And then there's so many other things I want to okay. talk about that I'm so excited about. I have like so many notes and <laughs> so many ways because I want to really explain to people the different steps and and some of the experiments that were done mm-hmm. to explain to them why you can control your destiny, basically. Yes,
2: it's fascinating. Um, okay, so let's just take them through the little meds. Well, let's all get in the quantum love zone before mm-hmm. we do that. So... Um- the first thing is remembering that we're energetic beings, right? You want to, as much as possible, ground your energy. And by the way, I have all these meditations on my website mm-hmm. and in the everywhere else, so you can have them guided. But you can also just listen back to this podcast. So the first thing you want to do is ground your energy. And when I was first doing this, I had Post-it notes all over my house and my car, ground, 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 because I tend to be someone who's in my head all the time, off somewhere else, rarely in my body. And the way that you start mastering your frequency is by being more and more in your body, right? So you take some deep breaths, and as you breathe in, you're going to imagine a light, any color that you feel at this moment. There's no wrong color coming in through the top of your head as you breathe in. And as it fills your whole body, as you breathe out, it shoots out your tailbone. Deep, deep, deep into the earth, like making roots of a tree. So just take a couple of deep breaths like that. And for someone like you, Maria, or for me, who does a lot, has a far reach, just like a tree, your roots, you want to be double the width of your branches reach, right? So, as we're doing this podcast, and you're reaching however many hundreds of thousands or millions of people, however many are listening, billions, billions of people. Because you, so. you are, you are making, and you're manifesting it. <laughs> manifesting you're it. making your roots as wide as the earth, right? You're making them so wide. And so, you're breathing in and then grounding. For someone who's going to drop their kids off at school and, you know, running around doing errands all day, maybe your roots are a little less big than Maria's right now. <laughs> but just do those roots for a couple of breaths.
0: So we're just taking light in from the top of our head, having it go all the way down through our feet as and then you creating out. roots. out
2: your tailbone. Oh, tailbone. Yeah, 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 your tailbone. It could go out your feet, but I like the tailbone. It feels much more grounding. That's also grounding your root chakra. And then you'll notice sort of as you do the couple of breaths like this, you kind of feel more settled into your body a little bit. And now I want you to go just in your imagination. Um, let's just make this a general one, whether you want a million dollars, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, a partner, who a job, go to a place in your mind where you felt pure, unadulterated, unconditional, unbelievable love. Maybe when you held your puppy for the first time or your baby Mm -hmm. for the first time, or when you kissed your beloved for the first time, or when you finished that huge race and reached the top of the mountain, whatever it was, imagine that scene. There's no wrong answer. You can do this differently every time if you want to. And now here's the key. You are not watching yourself in that scene. You are there in first person. So if you are holding that baby, you can see the baby in your mind, in your arms. You're using all of your senses and your imagination. How it would smell, how it would feel, how it would look. And you're there as if it's happening right here, right now. And so just literally be there in your imagination, remembering that your body and brain don't know the difference. And notice what you feel in your chest, what you feel in your back. You'll often feel a little bubbling and spreading in your chest, relaxing in your shoulders. You feel that? Feels good.
0: <clears throat> Feels good.
2: Right. So you can stay here for three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, however long you want.
0: Unless you're hosting a podcast.
2: Unless you're hosting a podcast.
0: <laughs> but you're
2: also, um, that is your body in the quantum love zone. Right. So Mm. for you, Maria, what was the feeling? If you could name one feeling, I'm sure there were many. It was just kind of peaceful. Peaceful, right? Yeah. So, and pure. Pure. Okay. So, peaceful and pure, right? That is something that maybe your heart is wanting more of, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. (laughs) So, really being, and even in your imagination, and as many scenarios that create more peacefulness and purity, right? If you were imagining holding that million dollar check, You know, what would it feel like? What would it smell like? What would it look like? I'm there right now. It's happening, right? Or maybe you're there on your yacht with your whole family already having the million dollars, right? But you're literally moving your body into the frequency of that which you desire as if it's already here. And that's what manifests our reality.
0: Yeah. That's the key. Mm -hmm. So- we're going to go into some of this. Okay. And I want to I want to try to simplify this for people because you and I have been looking into this for so long. Um and other people are just kind of coming to this. Yes. So, I believe it was probably page 18 where this kind of started. So, oh no, that was coherence and entrainment which I'm obsessed with Me and we too. are going to talk about. It's like
2: a Jedi mind trick. It's crazy.
0: Oh, okay. So the different principles. Or what I'm looking for. Okay, um, those are in.
2: I can get my copy if you want. But those. I are got in. it. Okay.
0: So, so principle number one is that everything is energy, and we yes. kind of talked about yes. that, right? Mm-hmm. So, as you say, we're pure potential, um, and like attracts like. Yeah. Right? Well,
2: because because if you think about it, you know Adam's... Are magnetic, right? And we also, we're going to get into this, but we entrain and entangle with each other. The more time you spend with someone, the more entangled Mm -hmm. your your atoms are. And then we're constantly, we're matching each other even more so. Where if I took probably your atom, one of your atoms and your partner's atoms Mm -hmm. and separated them and started spinning one the opposite direction, the other partners would start spinning the opposite direction at the same millisecond. You're so connected to one another.
0: All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do to do anything else it is incredible i love it frizz free up your schedule with way go to the way T H E O U A I dot com and enter the promo code Heal Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code heal squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. And then is that where codependence comes from? <laughs> no.
2: Codependence is, is a scarcity frequency that is a coping mechanism. I'm one too. It's uh, many of us, you know, it means we grew up with abuse, abuse, addiction hypercriticism and the only way we could stay safe was by merging with that other person. Codependents are almost always extremely good at this because they're so freaking intuitive because they had to be in order to survive.
0: Yeah. Holy shit, you just described me.
2: Yeah, me too. I recognize (laughs) it. You spot it, you got it. Yeah,
0: okay. (laughs) Um, So, okay, so we're all energy. Is there anything in there that you can clearly explain for people to understand so we can go through the different steps and get them to this?
2: Well, I mean, I, I said the bulk of it. This is what you have to understand is that we're not only energy, but our intentions and expectations are what create our reality. So for instance, when quantum physicists do most of their experiments, they leave the area. They do them in vacuums or in... separate sections away from them. So
0: they don't influence. Because they
2: influence, even if they don't want to influence, they influence the outcome. Because
0: of their beliefs.
2: Yes. And they don't even, they may not even be, this is the crazy, you know, most of us aren't even conscious of our beliefs. This is part of the path to quantum love, that which you want to manifest. You got to get clear on what your beliefs are about that thing you want to manifest, which if it hasn't manifested, probably aren't great. And your belief, you know, and how to change those beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. is really the process. So quantum physicists just stay out of the way because they don't want to influence. That's how powerful our thoughts and expectations are.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So physics, uh, quantum physics principle number two, we're all connected.
2: Yes. Yeah, so that's what, so my energy doesn't, where I end and you begin is an illusion, We have actually, they've been actually able to measure, and it's probably much more than this, this is just what our current technology can measure, that our energetic reach reaches at least 30 feet away from our bodies. So that's why I was saying when we're all in a room together, we are matching each other. Your energy is not relegated to just your physical form because your physical form is an illusion. It Mm -hmm. actually is like, imagine, have you ever seen those aura photographs? You know, or like uh, you imagine someone, here's your body. We're like a hologram. Well, we are like a hologram, but there's like a reach of energy coming from you and that is touching everyone and everything else. This is something that goes on way beyond the five senses, but that you can start to play with as you're wanting to change your relationships or change how someone shows up for you. I mean, I've done it in business meetings. I've done it in relationships. I, I do it pretty much anytime I'm going to a situation where I'm not sure of the energy in the room, I put myself into my home frequency, walk into the room, and everybody matches me.
0: So how do you do that exactly?
2: Well, so you get in the practice of it by that, like it, that meditation we just did, right? What I figured out is that when I, in the beginning, when I would do that med- meditation and I would feel it in the open heartedness and in the joy, reverence, excitement, you know, name your high frequency feeling. And then I'd immediately go, oh, shoot, what's going to happen with the kids or blah, 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 right? And so I decided to create a biofeedback system for myself. So one of the best ways to do this is to move yourself into home frequency and then, very easy for us to practice this, go right to a thought that's constricting and feel the difference Mm. and then move back to open heartedness and back to home frequency and then back to constriction. And your body, now I just don't even have to think. Sometimes I want to think because I want something specific to happen, but most of the time I have gotten so full of faith that I know that the universe has something much better in designed for me than I could make up. So I just stay in my you know base of optimism, but usually in excitement or hopefulness or reverence or whatever feels right for the situation. And I walk in and I can hold it. Or if I'm in a situation and someone is bringing me down, I notice it. So I can just move into home frequency without thought now because my body knows how to do it from all the little biofeedback I've done with it. Well,
0: and as we continue in this process right now, you're going to learn how you can change them. Oh, yeah. You can send them different energy yeah. to, to switch them over to what you want them oh, to be. Oh, they just
2: do. <laughs> it's like a Jedi mind trick. They just do. I mean, I live in a house with... A, I mean, I always joke, I, my soul was determined to surround myself with high-maintenance men. I mean, I have my husband, my dad, my three sons, all... Who are so freaking high maintenance. And this has been the best training ground for me because I can, they just all get in line when I'm.
0: I love when it. When I'm in
2: my home frequency. I
0: love it. Um, okay, so we're going to move to um and i'm going to go back to coherence and entrainment and all of that. Principle number 3, you create your reality. Mm-hmm. This is so intense.
2: Yeah, and that's a, a big version. I mean, that's the secret behind the secret, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about there is that this this all, everything that we think is solid is vibrating atoms and it's constantly shifting and changing based on our thoughts and feelings. This is back to you know what quantum physics is discovering that our expectations of what's going to happen and our feelings about those expectations create the reality yeah. again and again and <clears> again. <throat> and that doesn't mean you know people get really uncomfortable with this they're like are you saying that child you know I created my cancer and I created you know my childhood sexual abuse on some level not that it's your fault or that you deserved it, but yes, this is all part of your soul's path, yeah, you know, and Lord knows, I've been through it all myself. i mean there's I always joke, you know, and I'm only halfway joking that somehow I saw fit to experience just about every kind of trauma so that I could help others in my work and i and it really has informed my work, but I absolutely can see. The Trajectory, one of my favorite people, you got to have her on if you haven't already, is Anita Morjani. I have. I love her. (gasps) She's so delicious. Uh, And she talks about how she had that near-death experience. Mm -hmm. She talks about how when she died, you know, she has this beautiful image of the tapestry. Like she could see the entire gorgeous tapestry and her thread running and touching and weaving with every other thread in this gorgeous picture. And so, you know, hopefully we don't have to die to really get a sense of that picture, but that's what these horrible life experience, you know, they're all part of our thread of Mm -hmm. what drives us and takes us in these different directions. And yeah, you may feel like you're on a detour, but it's always a detour to that, which is right. That's unfolding.
0: Yes. So, so through all of this pain, comes good because you're being pushed to your destiny and you're being pushed to where you're really supposed to be. Because if any of those places were good, if that guy was good to you, let's say, or that job was nice to you, you would have stayed. You would have
2: stayed, right. And you were too scared to leave. So the universe came and kicked you in the ass until you would.
0: I've been kicked in the ass a lot. I
2: know. I hear you. Me too.
0: And so, but I've, I didn't know if I was just rationalizing sometimes, but I do feel like if any of these places were good, I would have stayed, and right. I would have never and found my hard, true potential. Exactly,
2: and it's hard to know at first without having that faith and that experience of faith yeah. until hindsight, right? And you know, then you look back and are like, "Oh my gosh, if I if I hadn't left there, you know, if I hadn't." A, if he hadn't cheated on me and destroyed me and I hadn't left that relationship, then I would have never moved to this city and met that person and had my baby and or like, appreciated, or appreciated, this, appreciated new guy. this new person. Like I can't even imagine. And, you know, you'll, and we always say to ourselves like there by the grace of God, go I like, thank God that happened. Yeah. But you don't feel that way at the time. Yeah. Often, you know, Well, that's what I
0: tell people, even with my brain tumor it was yeah. the best thing that yeah. ever happened to me. Me
2: too. Cancer. And,
0: yeah. and, it's because I had to change everything. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it was the greatest gift. Right. Um, and, you know, I think people think I'm a weirdo sometimes. No, saying I it, but But <laughs> <I don't. laughs> okay, so you create your reality. Your personal vibrations will dictate the world you create.
2: Everything.
0: And this is when it gets cool. So observing the world changes the world. Yes. This is part of this. And you talk about how scientists have found that atoms are actually nothing more than 99.9999999% empty space. Mm-hmm it's a space filled with potential yes with energy and with information so scientists have even found that matter exists only when observed atoms take shape when we put our attention on them yes. i wrote omg next to I that i know it's crazy so explain this part because i used this last night yes. as a as a test and i'll so tell us what it is and then i'm going to tell you about my oh, experiment oh i can't wait
2: to hear yeah. um okay so the famous experiment that you you know that people talk about when they talk about quantum physics and the law of attraction is the double slit experiment, right? So energy can be in particles or or electrons can be in particles or waves, right? So you imagine particles being little pieces of dust and waves being just waves of energy. And they were shooting electrons through these slits and wanting to see whether they came out of these slits as particles or waves and there was no rhyme or reason to what was happening and then they realized that the reason there was no rhyme or reason is because the physicists were in the room and one was probably thinking oh this one's going to be particles I bet because you know he had his story and the other (laughs) one was thinking oh I'm expecting waves (laughs) so then when they weren't in the room. Then they then they when they were in the room, it could still be random when they were in the room and were determining what, you know, having a thought about it, then it would turn into particles or waves. So there've been multiple replications of the double slit experiment, published, peer-reviewed, all kinds of incarnations and versions of this, but what we now know is that atoms are potential potential, right? Nothing happens until we put our intention on it. And that's why when you say this is all hologram, that this really is Mm -hmm. all, like, I I joke, you know, that it's like a video game, you know, and we're creating it as we go along, but we're actually creating our own reality. And when you start to realize that you're, we're co-creating it, let's just say Mm -hmm. that we're not, you know, I don't mean to say we're God, but we are co-creating it embodied with the power of that, which creates all.
0: Um, That you also have to take responsibility for Mm -hmm. it Which is one of the things I realized last night So last night I did the experiment Because I was rereading everything to refresh myself And I haven't been sleeping well at all for a while And I'll wake up multiple times a night Mm -hmm. And I'll look at the clock and I'll be like Shit, it's only one Okay, go back to bed, Maria And then it takes forever to go back to bed And then you wake up at three And you're like, oh, it's only three, shit Yeah. And so last night I was like, okay If these atoms are 99.9999% nothing, (laughs) empty space, I'm going to fill them with what I want it to be. I'm going to sleep through the night. And so I started talking to myself and I started envisioning what sleeping through the night was going to feel like and how I was never going to get to see that clock. Because my eyes were never going to open. And so I was like, I'm going to sleep. You put
2: yourself into that
0: zone. I did. And it was the first time in it, probably a year that I slept from 10.30 <sighs> to 4.30 in the morning without seeing the clock, without waking up Wow. Once. And Great. And I celebrated exactly yeah. the way I saw it. Um when i was you know envisioning it i was celebrating i was like oh my god this is amazing and i felt so good yes um, and
2: that's it the gratitude is a huge part of keeping the process because you know i was raised a uh, secular jewish i mean we went to the high holidays you know i grew up in southeast georgia where pennies were thrown at me and kids thought i had horns and i was i never really had an opportunity to kind of really create a spiritual practice i certainly tried many three things from Buddhism to Judaism to everything in between. Um, but this is my spiritual practice, and there is nothing— I mean, I remember reading Einstein once said, you can only go so far into physics without believing in God because it is it has changed my faith mm-hmm. and my understanding of that higher power so differently um, than anything in my life could have created. So cool. Yeah. Uh, so—
0: that was that principle let's see i think we can get into entanglement and entrainment yes. which i'm really excited about so tell us about entanglement and entrainment two different things obviously well yeah
2: and related so when two when two when two atoms are entangled which typically happens like in our love relationships and our family relationships they are moving in the same frequency, direction, angle, everything. It's like what I was talking about with you and your partner. If I took Mm -hmm. one of the atoms, those two atoms are entangled. So there was this really cool University of Washington study, for instance, where they took couples in a – committed love relationship and they took one partner to one side of the building and put them in a brain scan and the other in another part of the re- building. And when they shined a light into one partner's eyes, the ocular receptor in the brain of the other partner lit up. Now the partner in the brain scan had no sense of light being shown in their eyes, right? Cause they're taking in 40 billion bits of information mm-hmm. that, you know, much, most of which they're not aware of, but the ocular receptors in their brain lit up. So, Our heart rates synchronize, even when we're not sleeping together very often, when we've been sleeping together for a while. So this was one of my biggest revelations because the way that I learned about quantum love, like I said, was through my own dark night of the soul. When I was deep into breast cancer after just having still grieving my mother, one kid was suicidal. One kid was like having chronic panic attacks and couldn't go to school. The other kid was getting like serious OCD, all of their anxiety coming out. Nothing was helping. And, um, and that's when I sort of happened upon, you know, and started reading, I just had no other, and I had had to stop my life cause I was in breast cancer treatment. So I had the time, right? Yeah. Thank you universe. And so the first thing I realized, the first time I started to try it, um, was with my son and I was astounded by the results. And then I was like, hmm, I got to try this with my husband. What did you
0: try specifically?
2: Well, so I had gone to this. This is how I first discovered this. Out of desperation, I wasn't one who was big on psychics. I never, you know, I knew that they were real, but I knew that more of them than not weren't real, you know? Mm-hmm. But someone had highly recommended this woman who's become a dear friend um, her name is Therese Rowley and she was in Chicago. I was in Chicago. I went to see her about this, what my son who was suicidal, you know, and he was in ninth grade and in school. And I was at her office and she's like, okay, I'm going to go into his field. And I was like, all right, well, he's in school. And she's like, I'm gonna ask him permission, you know? And then she just pops open her eyes and she's like, oh, he's clairsentient, which I had never heard that term before. Me it's, it's, it's when we can feel what other people are feeling. I mean, we're all doing this, but where we can consciously feel what other people are feeling, uh, that's sentence, right? So sitting here, I could feel into you and tell exactly what you're feeling regardless of your facial expressions or how you're acting if I were Sentinet, which I think most of us are if we're tuned in. In his case, as with many, children especially, he can't tell, he couldn't tell the difference between what was his feelings... And what was someone else's? So he was picking up all the anxiety, all like, this was just a funny side note. We were members of, for a while of this country club in the suburbs of Chicago. And it was a beautiful place. I wouldn't go there and hang out. Like we would go there, play something or Easter brunch or something, you know, but we didn't spend a lot of time there. But this kid hated it with a passion and he would melt down from the time he was little every time he went there. And I never understood it. And then I realized after this that he feels all the feelings that everyone else is in denial about. So he would walk into this country club with all the fancy schmancies and the white picket fences and whatever else was there and see all these smiling faces and feel the rage, depression, anxiety Mm. that was going on in these people's hearts and minds and express it all. So, um, so what I did, so what she said to me about him was that, yeah, he's feeling, he doesn't know they're his. I was like, oh God, this kid like is hard, you know, is not going to believe this, you know, because he had already told me that I was a 40 year old looking for meaning in self-help books and to stop trying to help him. (laughs) And so she's like, well, here, go home and just tell him what I've said and give him this grounding hug. And she told me, to hu- she said, first of all, make very be very careful of your emotional state before you walk in the room with him. And that was a big aha for me because I realized that every time I like came home from work and opened the door to his room, I was like, oh shit, what am I gonna find? You know, is he gonna be yeah. breaking down? Is he gonna, you know, I would just be anxious. Yeah. And he would immediately match my anxiety, right? So she's like, first of all, get yourself really clean and clear, and then give him a grounding hug. Because he can't ground himself yet. So you hug him and send love into your heart, from your heart into his, and then down, ground him the way you and I just did a little while ago. But I was grounding him. Um, And so uh, he came home and I told him what she had said and he kind of cocked his head and he said, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I think what you're saying is true. I was like, oh, well, then let me give you this grounding hug. And this kid who was like so angry and so mad and so disconnected, like melted. I still give him grounding hugs. He's 23 now. And I still give him grounding hugs. And then I, of course, just shut up because, God forbid, I seem invested in something. He was going to run the other direction. So I just go on my way. And then about a week later, and this is when I knew, okay, this is an area I have to explore. He comes home, and he's like, you know, I was at my locker today, and I was feeling really good. And then all of a sudden, I just felt so depressed and mad, and I didn't know why. And I looked up, and there was a girl two lockers down from me, and I realized, oh, she must be angry and upset. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, now, now this is interesting. So I started playing with that with my other kids. And then when it worked on them, I was turned to my husband. I was like, hmm. And then I was flabbergasted by what happened with him, and then that's when I started to teach my couples I work with and create a system which ultimately led to quantum love. Wow. Yeah. it really is amazing because with my husband, too, who, like I always joke, he's not a lawyer, but he could argue in the Supreme Court. He's so freaking smart. (laughs) He is so smart, and he has to have the final say, and he often gets it. And I was someone who could... Manipulate my way around any man. It's one of the reasons I fell in love with him because I could never manipulate him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but by the end, they'd always be apologizing to me even when I did something wrong. But
0: <laughs> that's a good skill. <laughs> I know.
2: But not a it was very good codependent <laughs> skill, not very good for an authentic relationship, though. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I knew that, which is why. I was so attracted to him because he doesn't let me get away with anything, but it's a pain in my ass a lot of the time because yeah. he doesn't let me get away with anything. Yeah, And so we were on, I remember we were like outside our house and he was annoyed, upset. We were having some argument. I don't even remember why it started or what it was about, but normally, like, I would, like most of us do, I would listen to respond. You know, I'm listening to what he's saying, but I'm thinking, I didn't say that. That's not what I meant or, yeah. you know, whatever. Like I'm not even really listening. I'm thinking, I'm, he's already lost me on the first wrong thing he said, right? But instead of doing that this time, I'm still listening, like I always would at least pretend I was. Um, and then I was like, oh, wait. And I remember this whole thing that I'd been learning. I was like, let's see what happens here. Like, let me just move into what I now is calling home frequency and remember. And as soon as I did that, I was able to get out of my ego mind and, and anger and remember who he was man, the love of my life, this being a blip in a large trajectory, like a lot of my defense is just, I could feel them disintegrating in the open heartedness because I was able to truly see him in that second, but I'm still not saying a word or changing anything. And then we, might, we were sitting on this bench outside on the street and he just kind of sit, or I don't remember where we were. We were on some, it might, maybe it was a deck, but he sits down next to me and just totally relaxes. And lost his train of thought. I'd never seen him lose his train of thought. But it was like he immediately entrained to me. And then I put my head on his shoulder and everything just... Like, neither one of us even, You diffused it. I diffused it. Because
0: if you had matched him with anger, which is what you always did...
2: Yeah. Or just with right? calm rationale. You know, I wasn't... <laughs> I wouldn't get angry, but I'd be like, you know, no. I, like, it wouldn't be like... Defensiveness. Defensiveness yeah. or... Just meeting meeting him where he was versus yeah. moving into home frequency. Yeah. I would do the same thing. I mean, I had I talk about this in the book. I had this business meeting that I didn't even really understand why I was going. My agent had set it up. It was like a meet and greet. I, like I didn't care. I was just going, doing what he said. I was in New York. He wanted me to have some meetings. I go in and this woman comes in. She's some network executive. She's furious. I mean, there was like a wave of it as she walks into the room and she looks at me and says, you know, you have as much of a chance of having a successful talk show as launching a rocket to the moon. And I like the first thing that wanted to come out of my mouth is like, who the hell? Like, I didn't say I wanted to talk. Like, what are you talking about? I just came here to have a meet and greet. Like, why are you treating me like I want something? You know, I was just like, got really defensive. But then I caught myself and I remembered, oh, she must be in a lot of pain. You know, and I moved just into that open, I, without thought, without even intention, I just moved into open heart and I'm sitting there listening to her. And then she stops. She says, tell me about you. And from that place, I didn't say, well, I've been the whole stuff." blah, blah, blah. I just said, you know what? I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a breast cancer survivor. I've been a therapist for over 20 years and I'm just here to help people love and be loved better. And she just kind of cocked her head and said, I think my husband and I need to come and talk to you. Wow. And so it just changes yeah. everything when you walk around the world like that.
0: I know. I, um, I had this experience. I've talked about it before. But uh, one fight in particular, Kevin and I were having, this was, I don't know, six months ago, something like that, maybe even, it was less than a year ago. And we were arguing and arguing and arguing. And we both went to our offices. And I'm sitting there in my office, <laughs> like, giving them the middle finger. I was so mad, yeah. right? And then I was like, okay, Maria, you're better than this. Shift. I call it shifting. Yeah, I
2: have a whole chapter on shifting. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I shifted. Instead, I was like, let's play an experiment. Let's see if we can change Kevin's energy. Mm-hmm. And so I sat in my chair in my office, and I started envisioning hearts coming from my heart to him. And I was Aww, sending him love. So yeah. that's, I used the you visual. You literally were. I was literally sending him like yeah. a stream of hearts like you would see on Snapchat. Yeah, yep, <laughs> I'm
2: envisioning those. To him
0: and the craziest thing happened within minutes of me doing this he knocks on your door he comes into oh, yeah. my office or no like no joke comes I, into my I office know. doesn't say a peep and he gives me a hug i know this has never, we've been together 20 plus years.
2: I know, it's crazy. He would have sat in his
0: office and pouted, Mm -hmm. I love you, honey, would have sat in his office until I went to apologize or whatever. Yeah, and then you'd be
2: resentful and he'd be resentful. Yeah, that, I'm telling you, it is a Jedi mind trick for your relationship and in a good way. I mean, you you use it for good, not evil, but it is because you can't have the effect unless you really are in true open-heartedness. Yeah. You know, you can't. Be like, let me do this so that I can manipulate you into doing this thing that yeah. I want and you don't want, right? It's it's like using it for good. Yeah. And it really works. So in
0: relationships, when you're having troubles, so we were going through a patch and what I started to do is I just started envisioning the relationship I wanted. Exactly. You so, were doing it. Yes. Yeah, so I was envisioning like holding hands and yes. lovey-dovey and, and like romance. all the stresses and were And you were gone using and, all your
2: five senses yes. and you were moving your body into that frequency. And it changed. Yes. Like instantly. Instantly. I have hundreds of cases. I mean, I share a lot of them in the book. Yeah. So many people, men and women, uh, attesting to this that when you can really, literally you were doing the quantum love process. Mm-hmm. Like when you can do that and, and you have to sometimes learn, which is why I talk a lot about shifting. You have to learn how to get out of your own way because we have these very well-worn thought patterns stories. and stories and behaviors. I mean, I was just saying to my husband the other day, cause I have changed a huge amount in the past year, the poor guy. And I was like, listen, you just have to understand that, This past year in particular, I've been letting go of so many toxic strategies that I adopted so early in life to survive in my very toxic family system. And it led me to often not be in my body, to just be a pleaser, to say yes to whatever you wanted. And that's who you married. And I get that, but that's not who I am anymore. Ooh, and, this is tough. And it's going to be hard for you, but I think it's going to be, I think you're really going to like it. <laughs> 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 He's like, well, how long is it going to take? I was like, forever. But you're really going to like it. And so what? And he has, because as a result of me letting go because he can feel a manipulator a mile away, you know, and that was my main strategy without even realizing Mm -hmm. it. I was because I never felt in control over my life and it, and it was keeping me limited, um, in so many ways. So as I let go of that trauma and as I got more and more into my body, it was hard for him in the relationship because the system was changing. Mm -hmm. Um, but because I stayed in open heartedness, he has done a fabulous job. I mean, it's, I have to yeah. give him credit too, but he has matched me.
0: For sure. I know. I think that's the hardest thing is as you grow and change, you have to grow and change together. Yeah.
2: And sometimes you don't. And, and people, I get questions all the time. You know, when do I know how to throw? when to throw the ch- towel in and blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, look, either if you do this practice of quantum love, either things will get so much better in your relationship or... They won't, and you will get so much stronger and happier and clearer that it won't be so scary to leave,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, that you will have the strength and wherewithal and clarity and life to be able to separate, and it won't be hard. Yeah. Or they'll grow with you. I mean, not that it won't hurt and be painful, but that it won't be like you leaving now, you know? Yeah. Um, and I have found that almost always to be the, tr- the case.
0: So when you think about entanglement and entrainment, mm-hmm. Right, so like Kevin and I have been together for- You're
2: entangled.
0: And entrained. And
2: entrained. Yeah. But the key with you is that, and I found this true with women in general, but in particular with those of us who tend to be a little bit more intuitive and or codependent, is that we are master and trainers. It just requires the conscious practice of holding your, just like I had to learn with my oldest son, to get very clear on my frequency before I walk into the room with him, you have to be really clean with your own frequency and you are the frequency holder. Mm-hmm. And he will always, if he is in train, everyone will entrain to you, but if he is entangled to you within a millisecond, he's entrained to you when you change frequencies.
0: Yeah, because I feel like as I'm sitting here, I'm like, whoa, I think I've adopted a lot of his stuff.
2: You have. It's a co- See, that's what it all comes down to in Mastering Quantum Love. How likely are you to let someone else set the energetic frequency. Yeah. And how likely you are to let go of your own and lower yours to match theirs.
0: Yeah. Well, and I feel like for sure I know that my moods depend on him. That's codependence. For sure. Like if he's down, oh forget it, cuz it's he's such a big force. But I that's like. just a story. Yeah.
2: What I, my husband is the same, but and was the same, and that's part of what attracts us, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not true that his is any bigger than yours.
0: Yeah, mine's big too.
2: Yours is <laughs> yours is actually I have found that the guys with the biggest blustriest energy are the you know and this is why you're still with him and why I'm still with my it's the biggest sweetest teddy bear mm-hmm. underneath and is in such death like they are so sensitive yes so sensitive to your energy so when you what's happening when you match his is that you're perpetuating it now he's because all he wants is to unconsciously he wouldn't say this out loud or even into his own conscious mind but all he wants is to match yours
0: yeah that's
2: why he's attracted to you yeah so if you just hold yours
0: yeah, because I generally have a higher state always and so that makes a lot of sense that he would want to be in mind of
2: course that's what attracted him in the first place he doesn't I mean lots of things attracted him but on an energetic level the draw to you was Mm -hmm. this beautiful light right and so if you were to ask him do you want me to dim my light so I can stay with you depressed of course he would say no right? But you can't necessarily even have that conversation without it becoming defensive. But if you can stay in your frequency and know that like whatever's going on with him over there is temporary, it's not about me. Or if it is about me, it's really not about me. And you're not going to go around the house skipping and dancing when he's like sitting in a corner moping. But if you can inside be holding that frequency...
0: Yeah. Like leave, go meditate, go feel good, do something. Yeah. I've noticed like if I make those shifts, if I go out and refocus, he comes my way. Immediately. Yeah.
2: Immediately. And you will change the whole tone of the house, the whole, like you do not have to match anybody's frequency, but your own.
0: Yeah. It's so fascinating. I want you to explain the crystal water experiment that really yes. explained how those atoms are really controllable. Yeah. Um, because I love giving people the science behind everything. It's
2: so cool. Yeah. That was Matsuri a Japanese scientist who was, uh, he studied water crystals and he would freeze them and then photograph them. And um You can actually, I I think I have it on my website, but you can look it up online. It's really fascinating because what he would do is he would take uh, water and he would either put words on it or surround people surrounding the water and have thoughts. So like, you know, think about something that makes you really, really angry. Now we're 99.9 whatever percent water, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about this Um, and now think about something that makes you feel tremendous joy, He'd put the word, you know, Adolf Hitler, Mother Teresa on containers of water, all different experiments. And then he would photograph, freeze them and photograph the crystals. And it is fascinating and kind of amazing when you look at the water crystals, because when you see the crystals of hate, Hitler, um, even like heavy metal music. Um, anything that's like really chaotic or angry or hateful heavy, or heavy from words to music to ideas to feelings, the water crystals, when frozen, you know, they look naturally like a beautiful snowflake, right? But they would be crooked and asymmetrical blobs and like really... Not pretty. And then the crystals that were surrounded with love or beauty or feelings of love or elation or joy or Mother Teresa or name, whatever that word was, those were beautiful crystals. And it just is amazing because water is very, very, I mean, all of it, but it's one of the places you can see is very sensitive to energy and the energy of emotions.
0: And we're made up of?
2: 99.9% water.
0: So that is. Is the reason why we control our thoughts and our mm-hmm. thoughts become our reality. Yeah. And so when you wake up and you realize you don't have what you want, mm-hmm. or you have some of what you want,
2: but not all, but not
0: all of it, what is your first course of action? Your
2: first course of action is to get really clear. Stop focusing on what you want, focus on what you want to feel. Okay, so if you can constantly be in touch with yourself about that and, you know, maybe once a month check in with yourself five feelings that I really want to cultivate this month. It's not about having that thing or that money or that job or that car or that partner. It is about always how you want to feel and being in that feeling state in your mind and in your imagination, seeking out opportunities. I say this to people who are dating. You know, if you want to feel think about how you want to feel in love, passionate, maybe, or playful, or safe, or generous, or whatever it is. Go and be that in your community beyond that which you want. Go and seek out opportunities to feel that way. Feel that way in your imagination as much as possible. And you will start to see that people will start showing up in your life who match your frequency and who are going to show you other opportunities to be in that frequency and introduce you to other people to be in that frequency. And it's just like a snowball effect.
0: I love it. So when you think about the fact that you can create your own reality and yeah, when you think about the fact that you can create your own reality, did we somehow create our reality with our illnesses?
2: Yeah, I think we did.
0: I mean, I think I did. I mean, I asked for it, to yeah. be honest. I was like, I had a moment with my mom. I was so frustrated because she was rebelling and not not working with me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm trying to keep you alive, mom. Yeah. Uh, and I remember saying, God, I wish you gave me this. I would have been able to handle it so much better. And Aww. she's not understanding and boom.
2: Hi. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, and I had this, we were mentioning Anita Morjani, uh, earlier in, in this conversation, but I was having lunch with her recently and I thought, you know, because I feel ex- I've never said it out loud and she did. And then I was like, me too. Um, she said, you know, when I got, I have to admit that when I got that can- cancer diagnosis, I was relieved because I could finally rest. Mm. And I would have never asked for the cancer diagnosis at all, Ever. Would never want that, but there was a part of me that did because it was the only way. I had been told by so many healers and so many, you have to stop. You have to land your plane, Laura. You have to stop. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do a little more yoga. I'm going to take a day off. You know, la, la, la. No, I needed to stop. And it changed my life. It changed the trajectory of my career. It changed my life. It changed my relationships, like all 150% for the better.
0: Yeah. I I talk about it all the time. I feel like, especially as women, because we're everything to everyone mm-hmm. and usually nothing to ourselves, um, you know, we've become human doings, mm-hmm. <laughs> not human beings. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us are waiting for that call Yeah, to have the and, excuse to tell our partners do we that we matter.
2: Freaking, like, why do we do that to ourselves? Yeah. And it's all of us. I've, I've yet to meet a woman with breast cancer or who survived breast cancer, who does not over-nurture the world and under-nurture herself. And, you know, we don't need to get sick or have a life tragedy. We can just accept the little scratch at the door. This is the scratch at the door, this conversation. Accept the invitation.
0: I've done so many speaking engagements where I've said this. I'm like, why are you waiting for that call to be able to tell your partner that you matter enough to go to yoga a couple times a week, that you matter enough to take a mental health day and get yourself in a right place and your kids and everyone are going to be better for it.
2: Absolutely. Why
0: are we waiting for something tragic to think that we're important enough to take care of ourselves?
2: It's ridiculous.
0: And so um, that's really interesting. Yeah, I I was, I don't know if I was, I wasn't relieved, I just didn't care. I was so tired. I was like, oh God, is this my get out of jail free card? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when this kinesiologist I was working with said, I said to him, I go, I'm just dying to be me. Ah, you said Anita's book. And he goes, Have you read the book? <laughs>
2: I go, <laughs> No,
0: what book? And then I read it and I was like uh, so connected I just to that got message. myself. Because I was tired. And so now I wonder when you think about your life before and now you think of your life after. Yeah. How did you reconcile the new feelings, the new adjustments? Like I've had moments of like such loneliness because I feel like I know something most people don't. Yeah, Like you know it and I have different guests on my show that have it, but everyone goes off into their worlds and everyone lives far away. But yeah. like in my inner circle.
2: You need to change your, I've changed my inner circle. Yeah. I mean, I haven't thrown out those people who are, but like I literally have gotten to the point in my life where I don't have the, it it, it saps my energy To be with people who only with good intentions, they're not evil people, are energy vampires. Oh, my God. We talk about energy vampires all the time. Yeah. I'll teach you my code for uh, it later. Good. good. (laughs) But like, and it's not that there are some energy vampires are really nasty. Um, These are beautiful people, but they just are unwilling to bring their frequency up. So what I have found in my life is as I set the intention, I don't want to reject the people that I love, but I need a circle. Yeah. And we need a circle. That
0: helps reinforce you and yes. keep you in and, that.
2: and where you can be like, I'm not fucking crazy, right? Like, I'm not crazy, yes. right? You yeah. know, like you have to And make you help sure. each other. And you help each other and you encourage each other and you remind each other and you cheer each other on. Yeah. Just like any other friend. But as I set that intention and got really like, boom. I mean, I was scared to death to move back to Los Angeles mm-hmm. from Chicago where I had a beautiful tribe. And it take long, taken me a long time to find them. And I was so scared because I lived here 15 years ago and didn't meet one tribe member. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I, I just got really clear on my intention. I cleared it out. I, I mean, I cannot I cannot tell you the amazing souls yeah. that I've been meeting so, and the experiences that I'm having. And uh, it's been yeah. like ecstasy. So your ecstasy is really wherever you are. You just have to create the intention and match it with the energetic frequency and
0: yeah, there it is. I ask like at night. I'm always like, you know, continue to flow abundance into my life yes. financially. I'm like good people, yes, good um, opportunities, and so I, I I say that, and it's funny every time someone good comes into my life, I'm like, oh, thank you.
2: Yes, that's <laughs> the key. Gratitude is yeah. a huge part of it. Acknowledging that and listening to mm-hmm. it and acknowledging it and calling how, on it.
0: How did you adjust? Workwise and schedule wise, because mm-hmm. that's where I'm in now, right? Like, there's a whole new definition for success that yes. I'm trying to create for myself. Me too. Because I used to be this Type A, do it all, crush. You know, like, yeah, I can do everything, right. and now I'm like, I don't want to do everything. Don't want
2: to, yeah. But then at the same time, am I yeah. being
0: lame slash a no. loser for not having all these ambitions? Even though I still have ambitions, but well, everything's well, on a slower what you track. You want to
2: create. What, what was the, what's the ambition for, right? How do you want to feel? I just had this conversation with my dad who, in, you know, like a lot of people, his idea of success is having a certain amount of money in the bank. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, so isn't it interesting that your, you know, several of your college friends are all multimillionaires now. And I was like, yeah, you know, it is because they got that through a really horrific divorce. <laughs> 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 and married to, I was like, you know, that's not my definition of success. And he looked at me like totally shocked. Well, what is your definition of success? And I told him that like, yeah, of course, being able to pay the bills for me personally, I love being able to take vacations and send my kids to good schools and pay that for their education and live in a comfortable home. But it's not about that. For me, it's about living in peace and mm-hmm. connection. It's about being able to do my work in the world in a way that feels authentic and attuned to like my heart not selling out to someone else's agenda and like really being in flow and enjoying my day-to-day life and sharing that with the world in whatever ways feel good to me and being in love mm-hmm. you know like that is success to me if i have the freedom and the and enough money and enough space And, you know, to do that, I am like through the moon. So I think part of it is really getting clear on what success is. I joke that... Pre-cancer was like my 2D self, and I was very much the way you describe. Yeah. And post-cancer, I've really stepped into my 3D self. And it meant saying no to a lot of projects that would make me a lot of money, but were extremely cheesy or
0: really- Or didn't have your integrity level. Not, yes. Yeah, I've said no to so many things that right now would help my bank account so much.
2: Yes, but once again, back to the faith. And what do you want the bank account for? If you can pay the bills and pay the mortgage and- You know, like why? That's why all the surveys, you know, you'll see, not that money is a bad thing. I think money is an amazing thing, but it's an energy and it's how we use it and what we're actually going after when we're going after it. And we're not going after the money. We're going after how we think we're going to feel when we have that money. Yeah. And more often than not, we don't even feel that way when we have the money.
0: Yeah. It was funny. Um, I saw, I was talking about this a lot the last week, ironically, and I saw a post from Natasha Bedingfield. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with I Natasha? Am. And she said, Our own personal definition of success has more to do with how successful we are than anything. It's essential to work out what our own values are and line up goals with them because if you're only trying to achieve someone else's version of the dream,
2: which most of us are,
0: even if it comes true, you might not be, you might not feel so successful. You could be a kind person who's a great friend, mother, or lover, but still not feel enough. You could gain the world's attention, but still feel inadequate you can make lots of money but have not have real friends and so
2: and you we both know millions of people in this town like
0: yeah and i think that it's so easy for us you know looking at instagram or looking at other people's lives to think that they have it all and behind closed doors they really don't everyone's always missing something
2: everyone and it's and it and it's not and that's the joke is that none of us are missing anything it's We all just think we are. Yeah. It's all a story that we're telling ourselves based on some story we adopted that often goes generations back. And it's time to change those stories. You know, it's time to get really, really clear on what
0: makes you happy. What
2: makes you happy. And believe me, there is nothing more gorgeous, desirable, aspirational than someone. I mean, you can't miss them when they feel that way about themselves. When they're really in flow, they're like a freaking magnet.
0: I know. I was on a red carpet this weekend for um, the Chrysalis Ball. Uh-huh. I realized I hadn't been on a red carpet in a while, and I started getting interviewed. And people are like, "So, what do you have coming up?" Yeah, and that that question kind of irks me yeah. now because I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm working you just on say stuff. Joy. Yeah, I'm working I have on joy stuff, but up. I I I don't feel like I need to list them off to you like I would have years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, like people think the, you know, the projects you have or what makes you powerful. I'm like, I feel like I've gained a power that is so like undercurrent, quiet, that makes me more powerful now. A
2: hundred times more. And it's what you really wanted, which is why you got sick. Yeah. Like if you can let go of the story of what you're supposed to want... Yeah. Or what some rando who's like on a red carpet or what the world who is in a low free, you know, that vein of the world that is in a lower frequency is, you know, what they're doing is asking you to translate your frequency into theirs. Yes. And you don't have to. Yeah. You can say, what do I have going on? Boy, so many things, but mostly it's joy and peace. Are you experiencing enough joy and peace in your life right now? And you feel that joy and peace as you're saying it, looking in that interviewer's eyes? You will be shocked at what happens yeah. next.
0: Yeah. It's like, I feel like, like I said, it's like a power you can't see. and But
2: everybody can feel. And the
0: truth is, I can't remember anything in that moment. When yeah. they ask me, I'm so blinded. Yeah. I have really cool things going on yeah. behind the scenes, no, but, but nothing that I well, want. Well, there's,
2: there's, that's a little growth edge for you. There's a part of you... That even though you intellectually and a huge part of you emotionally knows that this is exactly where you're supposed to be, there is still that little part of you that gets triggered when you're in the face of the machine, you know, and that's just something to work with. Yeah. You know, that's something to like do that biofeedback I talked about where you move into that open hearted, and then you imagine that scenario Mm -hmm. and you feel yourself constrict and then you move into open. And then the next time you're in that scenario, you'll just be like, boom right yeah. open.
0: I know. I started laughing. I go, if I don't say anything important enough, does that mean I'm not important enough to you? <laughs> that was a good <laughs> the one. The reporter just looked at me and I was like, <laughs> that's a perfect
2: response. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's so
0: funny. Uh, we ask everybody, uh, in closing, um, a question that's pertinent to the title of the show, but what are you doing every day to get better?
2: Um, for me, it's, and I've just—I'm ashamed to say this because it's only been—I would say—in the past six months. I've always meditated mm-hmm. since for decades. I've meditated, uh, transcendental, guided the works, yoga, all that. I've just recently started to pray, and it's wow. not praying like you know, bless this person or give me this. It's like being in the energy of the universe, like being in that gratitude and connecting with the deep, abundant gratitude I feel for the opportunity to co-create this life I'm living. So know? a
0: lot of people don't know how to pray.
2: I didn't either. Can
0: you share? Or are you I embarrassed share to my, share?
2: I'm not embarrassed about anything. I've
0: shared mine before, okay. but... Well,
2: I'll share mine. First, I grounds, like I showed you. Then I focus on the diamond chakra, which is the chakra that connects us to our essential self. So if you just tune in, you can even do this before you do the open hearted meditation. If you just put all of your conscious awareness on this teeny, teeny, tiny pinprick of light, which is the bottom point of that diamond Mm -hmm. about a foot above your head.
0: What is your conscious awareness specifically?
2: I'm like imagining this pinprick of light above my head. If you just do this right now, my ears Mm -hmm. pop every time I do it because I feel myself lifting up. Can you feel it? Huh. My ears just popped, just putting my attention on it. Okay. But you almost feel like a sucking up or a pulling, like very, very gentle. Yeah, I, I get that. But it's that. like a plugging in, right? So I'm, I feel myself plugging in. Mm-hmm. And that's how I always, like, that's my beginning to everything, ground and plug in. So if I have a question, if I have a prayer, if I have a meditate, that's always what I do first. And then what I've been doing lately is really... Because for me, humility, I would say I've always been a humble person. But when I get into my teaching or hosting kind of energy, I forget that it's all coming through me, not from me. And um, and I'm really trying to connect with that more because anytime it comes through me, that's the juice. Mm-hmm. Anytime it comes from me, it's fine, you know, but it's not the same. It's not the same for me and it's not the same. It's a
0: knowledge base rather yeah. than like a passion, pure, like
2: yeah, it's connected not, place. right. It's not about the purity and the magic. It's more about my head, which is fine. There's a lot in my head, Yeah. but I like the stuff that comes from me. I mean, through me, not from me. So, um, so it's really for me lately been about like really forging a deep, almost I don't want to say childlike in an infantilized way, but child of God-like kind of appreciation and connection. Like, oh, there you are. I can feel you. I can sense you. I sense the massiveness like a giant, giant, giant cloud of light. And I'm just like one strand. So are you. Like we're all these little strands of that light, you know, but that's the big Light. And so I imagine that light, that spark of light inside my heart center, teeny, teeny, tiny. And as I'm breathing, it gets bigger and more intense. Each time I breathe out, it gets more intense. Each time I breathe in, it gets bigger, till it's filling my whole body with God's light. And then I feel, I move into feeling a lack of separation between my body and and the light of God, whatever you want to call it. I'm calling it, you know, God for the purposes of this conversation. Um, And then I become part of that. And I have all sorts of visions. Sometimes I'm like a little, I'm in, I'm this little pearl of light in this giant bin of pearls, you know, like a giant ball plays thing, you know, but it's all these beautiful pearls of light. And that's God, all of us together. Sometimes God is just this massive light, but it's me in communication and appreciation and humility, not like I was taught in the prayers growing up, but humility, like, holy freaking yet, you know, like, I can feel myself embodied and empowered by the power of God. And that's what I've really been focused on.
0: I love it. That's so great. I'm going to try that. If you want to learn more about Dr. Berman's services, resources, as well as purchase any of our books, including Quantum Love, which of course, is what we talked about today. And I love, visit our website at drlauraberman.com. In the meanwhile, be nice people, make good choices and be present. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better. And it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it. And we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show